This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by old Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR. 8.55 a.m. My name's Shane. Uh, my regular co-host Fiona is not in the studio with me as I record today, uh, but we are going to hear from Fiona in just a couple of minutes. Um, Fiona is not with us today because she is in Queensland for the National Housing Conference. Uh, if you're not familiar, the National Housing Conference is kind of an elaborate money laundering scheme that funnels a whole bunch of uh, public money into the hands of not-for-profit organisations, housing organisations, housing academics, wonks, policy people. Uh, we last time around, last time there was a national housing conference, it happens every two years. Last time we just talked about how terrible it was. This year, HAG is putting on a panel. So we have been recuperated. We are part of the problem. Uh, we are going to hear more about that in just a moment. If you want to attend the national housing conference, uh, sadly, it is going to be too late to get there in person by the time you hear this. If you're listening to it live, you can probably still register uh, online to be part of it. That'll only cost you $600 or a special concessional rate of $200 if you're doing it tough. Uh, I guess I should say in quote-unquote fairness that uh, they also provide free registration for people with lived experience of homelessness. Uh, and HAG has taken a few people in that category to the conference. Um, so we're going to hear from uh, Fiona and from a couple of the women that she's up there at the conference with. So uh, here you go. Okay. Uh, so where are you speaking to us from today, Fiona? Yeah, we're at the National Housing Conference in Brisbane, which is a conference that's put on every two years by the Australian Housing and Urban Research Institute. So I think that if listeners were to go back two years, they would hear an episode where we were absolutely scathing about the housing conference. And now you're, you're, you're dialing in live or pre-recorded, I guess. Um what, who have you uh, gotten to hear from this morning? Yeah, so this morning they had a couple of speakers. Um, one was the Minister for Housing, Julie Collins, who spoke about the government's commitment to housing. There was lots of talk about the announcements that have already been made, which we've covered on this show before. Um, and there was also Michael Fotheringham, who is the uh, Managing Director of Ahuri. And then there was a plenary session about, um, the, it's called the National Agenda Conversation, which had somebody from the Australian National Housing Supply and Affordability Council and John Engler from National Shelter. Um, so surprisingly, there seemed to be furious agreement from everybody around what the, um, what the kind of problem was and what some of even some of the solutions were. There was talk about people's rights to housing instead of investment and all that kind of stuff. But I guess we are a little bit cynical about it in some ways. Um, and I am in the room at the moment with two 
people from our Canberra trip um, who um, have a lived experience of housing stress and homelessness. And well, I'm really keen to hear what they thought of the speakers we heard this morning. So we've got I've got in the room here Linda Hahn from the Housing Older Women Movement and Michelle Cook from the New South Wales Lived Experience Advisory Group. All right, well, look, the, the listeners have definitely heard enough from you, Fiona, so why don't you yeah. pass the phone over to, to one of them and we'll see what okay. they have to say. All right, I'm going to pass over the phone to Linda now. All right. Uh, hi, Linda, can you hear me okay? I can now, yes. Great. Um, so, I mean, to start with, how are you finding the National Housing Conference? Um, it's a little overwhelming at the moment. As somebody who, this is the first time I've been to something like this, there are a lot of people here from... A whole range of industry, um, you know, representing whole sections of industry around housing, and there's very few of us people with lived experience here. Mm. So there's a feeling of imbalance at the moment, mm. and um, you know, how are we going to have a, a voice here? I guess is is the thing, and that's you know one of the reasons that we're here is to bring that voice to you know to the others who are here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've never been to the conference either. How, when you say lots of people, how big is it? Well, somebody, I think actually Fiona did it. She did a quick head count in the Great Hall just now and she reckoned over 500, but I think mm. it could be more than that. Um, sorry? Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. 100 apparently have registered. So, yeah, right. Um, so, but I, I guess not everybody was in the hall for that first session, but yeah, apparently that's the number. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, so this is a very broad question. So, but either coming from the discussions that have been happening there, or just from your own experience and organising before the conference, what are some changes that that you that that we need to improve housing for older people in this country? Well, you know, we we advocate that the people for whom the housing is intended need to be involved in all the decisions from woe to go around mm. what you know, the policy is and then what the actual developments would look like and how, you know, how that could really enhance the lives of the, the, the future residents. So um, I'm actually doing a panel session tomorrow, which is how can the voices of lived experience people be embedded in policy development and service and programme delivery? Hmm. Um, and to, it's really asking the sector, what would it take to do that? Um and, you know, at the moment, it's, you know, that's just not happening in any meaningful way. It's very ad hoc and I feel somewhat tokenistic at times. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping we'll get some clarity there as to what would be needed for that to happen. Do, do you have ideas about that or is it that it's the industry that needs to figure this out? No, I don't think the industry needs to figure it out. I think um, we're hearing different different reports I suppose that some people in the industry say oh it's too hard to engage with people with lived experience or they don't want to um, well I've heard the words re-traumatise us hmm. uh, you know around you know us having to share what you know what housing means and, and what not having housing means um, but actually I've made the point that the people who are putting themselves up as advocates and willing to talk um, and engage in this level of discussion have moved beyond that, um, you know, that actual impactful experience of homelessness to taking it to, well, what are the systems changes that need to happen? Um, you know, not everybody can do that piece of work, but there's enough of us who are willing to give it a go. So it's about, I think, to make it possible, there's got to be some clear structures 
to make mm-hmm. that possible from, you know, federal government right through every level of government, but also across the whole sector in terms of, you know, planning and uh, developers and just what what the future of housing looks like in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that I mean, that was a really good way to uh, think about how a conference might, like this maybe needs to be designed as well as how the sort of housing system as a whole needs to be designed. Um, do you, there's somebody else there that yes. was going to talk? Yes, Michelle's here as Michelle. well, so I can pass to her. Great. Thank you okay. so much. No worries. Okay. Uh, Michelle, Hi. can you hear me? Hi. Yes. So how are you finding the housing conference so far? I think that session we just had was fantastic. They had two speakers who um, I thought articulated all of the arguments, um, the discussions, the topical issues in one session. Uh, well, what sort of issues were they talking about? Um, well, uh, the first lady, I think her name was Susan, um, she was, um, well, she came from Murvac, um, so she was able to look at um, economics, banking. She talked about the tax structures. She talked about the building supply, how we're going to get people to build these homes, the, the math and the economics behind the government um, objectives and how we're going to reach those, building those homes. And then we had John from Shelter, who I think also did a great job in pointing out things like that affordable housing does not necessarily mean low quality or that we need different types of solutions for different markets. And that's something in our discussions yesterday we talked about. Um, It was through Q Shelter, and although it was a great workshop, um, the two lived experience who were sitting in this room, we had a chat about it afterwards and it was... It was people from the sector telling us about their work and how they do their work on a daily basis and improving that, not necessary. Because the question was, if you had a you know a blue sky thinking of what would be the um, solution to the housing crisis, and they never actually said to build homes or to give people <laughs> homes, or the goal would be to have people homed. Uh-huh. Um, they were talking about how to navigate someone presenting to a community organisation and navigating their way through the system and the IT problems that they they face and not necessarily how we're going to house people. So almost the opposite of the solution, isn't it? Because what you really want is for there to be less homeless organisations and less services because there's less need because people are housed. Yep. And if I can just... I'm just going to look at Linda. What was your quote about, I want to do them all out of a job? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she said yesterday. You know, The ultimate solution would be all of you to be out of a job because there is no homelessness. Yeah, that would, <laughs> please put me out of a job, I'm begging. <laughs> yes, yes, but I, um, and I know um, at our table, and this might be too much information, but um, there were people from departments and people who were very much high level and people who are working day to day with clients and they really are different fields. One is a strategy look at it and one is the day to day dealing with clients' mental health, mm-hmm. uh, housing stress at the day-to-day level. Um, but I thought today, this morning's session was really good in that they were going back to the high level, but I think John is fantastic in able to being... He has the high level and as well as the detail. So 
what I heard him say, um, which is particularly, and and I've probably heard it because it's about me, Hmm. um, well, not that he was addressing me, but he said, you know, things like tiny homes um, as a solution. And I happened to be sitting uh, with four people in my row. One was the New South Wales Rental Commissioner. One was the Victorian Rental Commissioner, a local councillor from um, Mount Alexandra who just bought in a policy about tiny homes and me. And so how is that for all levels of um, people at a conference? Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, I'll ask you, I guess, the same question that I asked Linda. Um, Apart from putting me out of a job, uh, what what needs to change? Like what what should the government or or the industry be doing differently for older people's housing? For older people, I think it is looking at what we're providing. So, um, and I'll, I'll give you another story. Um, on Sunday, I was in the Hunter and I looked at. I went to a display home just to see what's being built. Mm-hmm. All of them were four or five bedroom houses with media rooms. And I actually said to it by the end of the day, I said to the last builder, "Have you got anything for a woman like me who is either single or partnered? But our children have grown up; they're not needing the four or five bedroom house. Do you have anything that you build it that I would be wanting to buy?" And they just basically said no. It's not in their profit margins mm-hmm. to build a house that would suit my def- demographic. Yeah, right. The uh, and so uh, what? What is the is the solution? Retirement villages or or other housing that's that's tailored to older people or what? Well, what do you I'm, think needs to happen? Yeah. Well, I have. I live regionally, so I, land is not a problem in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, it is getting builders who want to change the models and making it to. Uh, to a price point where them everyone has a bigger pie as opposed mm-hmm. to them refusing to build a smaller home because they're not making their profit margin, but somehow getting to the point where we can build smaller houses that suit the people living in them, not necessarily built for the profit of a developer. And if that requires government subsidies, help looking at models like co-housing, community housing, um, and looking at so for me, you know, if I lived in a property that had separate private areas with other older women, I'd be more than happy because I'm happy for that community. But that doesn't necessarily suit all people. Some people like their privacy too much and couldn't share. I'm someone who likes community more, um, but we need those options and choice. It comes down to choice of people in with their own personalities, their own um, life experience and where, where they are at in that journey, how they want to deal with people or not deal with people or live, um, but there is people who are happy to share and have a community, but we need to, to rethink how we our planning laws and our regulations allow that to happen because people will build it and they will come is my <laughs> motto at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, build me, and, and again, going back to the Mervac lady, I actually spoke to her and said, I had a Mervac home 20 years ago. It was a, t- a townhouse, and we it was built around a pool and a tennis court and a beautiful community room, and I had the best community there. Our kids were growing up. It, it, it just worked. It was a beautiful place to live. Why can't we do that model everywhere else? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the choices. We, we seem to be going down the one model of this is the way we do housing. Well, that's interesting. Um, thank you so much for your time. Can I get you to pass me back to Fiona? Yep. One sec. Hello. 
Hi. Uh, so, Fiona, what's what's coming up for the rest of the housing conference? What's, uh, what's HAG doing there? So, we're hosting a session on Wednesday uh, morning, which is about um, better models for older people, um, particularly older women, and their housing types. So, it's called Designing Better Homes for Older Australians Living in Social Housing. Um, at the same time as that, unfortunately, there's concurrent sessions, but at the same time, um, Linda, who's with me now, will be doing a session on embedding the voices of lived experience yeah. into policy policymaking. Um, and also there's one about better renting experiences and a whole bunch of stuff. There's also one this afternoon on co-op housing, which is our um, the person, one of the people that launched our research with us a couple of months ago, um, Dr. Emma Power, is involved in this research looking at co-op housing across all of the different states. So we're all looking forward to hearing from them as well. So yeah, there's a few things going on. Cool. Well, I guess I'll let the three of you get back to the conference. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks heaps, Shane. All right, bye. Bye. Uh, so... Uh, apologies for that uh, dial tone that cut out a little bit faster than I was expecting. Uh, let's hear some community service announcements and then I'll be back with you after that. Okay, this is a uh, logging operation. Any person found within this coop is offending. Can they please leave? You're allowed no closer than the bridge down the track there. Any person that's found in the coop will be arrested and charged. <laughs> I direct that you all leave now. Gecko's turning 30 and we're having a party. The Goongra Environment Centre has been fighting to protect East Gippsland's forest since 1993 and we want a party with you. There'll be music, performances, food, drink, old friends and new friends. What better way to celebrate the end of native forest logging in Victoria? from December 1st to the 3rd in Goongra, East Gippsland. To find out more, go to gecko.org.au. Gecko, 30 years fighting for forests. Get down to the party. Celebrate with us. A 3CR supporter. I want to break free. Do you want to create safe spaces or become an employer of choice for LGBTIQA plus communities in Melbourne's North? Pride in the North is proud to present their inaugural summit, Beyond the Rainbow Lanyard, taking place on the 3rd of November in South Morang. Hear from diverse voices and help create change to improve the health and well-being of LGBTIQA plus communities across Melbourne's northern region, from Mitchell Shire to Hume, Whittlesea and Banyal local government areas. For more information and registration, go to www.pracc.com.au forward slash tickets. Pride in the North is a 3CR support. I want, I want to Uh, you're still listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show on 3CR. My name's Shane. Uh, this is 8.55am. Uh, let's see. If you don't feel like dropping 600 bucks to register to virtually attend the National Housing Conference, maybe you'd like to attend some other housing-related events. How's that for a segue? Uh, HAG is currently running a series of events as part of uh, Seniors Week here in Victoria. Um, 
the there's a couple of local events, one in Hampton Park in one in Narra Warren, uh, about accessing affordable housing, public housing, social housing, all those kinds of things. Uh, Narra Warren is going to be on the 12th of October. Hampton Park is going to be the 16th of October. Uh, if you want more information about those, you can check out our website uh, or give us a call, and I'll give out the. Uh, contact number at the end of the show if you want to get a uh, pen and paper ready. We also have some other events. Uh, on the 24th of October, there's an online session about retirement housing, uh, just information about things like retirement villages, rental villages, residential parks. Sorry, this, this list puts even me to sleep, but uh, very interesting and useful information. Well, maybe not interesting, but useful information. Uh, if you're considering those housing types or someone in your family is or something like that, that will be from 11 to 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Tuesday the 24th. Uh, again, you can uh, find out more information and register to attend online. Uh, HAG's going to be part of an event on the 25th of October called Preventing Homelessness Among Older Women. Uh, it's called a research project and roundtable discussion. Uh, there will be expert panelists providing their perspective and big ideas on each topic. Uh, there's going to be... Oh, oh, I... <laughs> just realize this is the thing that I'm talking about. So you're going to hear from me. If you don't get enough of me on this show, then you should come to this event, which will be uh, in person uh, in Ringwood. So uh, that is from, uh, well, my part is from 10 to 12.30. There's another part uh, after lunch that goes from 1.30 to 4. Uh, again, that is on the 25th of October. Um, so... I think I'll be saying just like really terrible things about retirement housing, how bad it is, how nobody should be allowed to live there, how we should appropriate it all. The government should seize it all, turn it into public housing uh, with no compensation to the, the predators who run that industry. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and think of something more productive to say by the time the day rolls around. Uh, Fiona made me agree to do this. She's going to be away. They, see, they really these things. They really want the executive officer. They don't want some some person who works there. That's what they're getting this time. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any lived experience people speaking at that. So uh, there you go. I probably shouldn't criticise the events that we're part of, but uh, I will talk to our working groups and try and bring their lived experience perspectives. Uh, to what I have to say at that event. Um, the other thing that we've got coming up, surely the most exciting of these events uh, on the list is the Housing Justice Quilting Bee on the 26th of October. So this will be an in-person event. Uh, as some of you will know, we have been uh, inviting our members and supporters to uh, make sort of squares with a letter on them uh, with each of those letters combining to make uh, a, a slogan in support of HAG and housing for older people, housing justice for older people. Uh, we have a beloved older banner in the HAG office, um, but it's, uh, you know, we don't want to take it out too, too often these days because we want to keep it, preserve it. Uh, so we're quilting a new banner um, in a way that combines uh, sort of the, the history of textiles as a, a sort of form of Resistance and subversion. I think we Fiona talked about this last time, and she talked about it much better than me. So I'm just going to stop. You should come along. Uh, if you've made a letter, we would love to see you. If you didn't make a letter, that's okay. Uh, but the plan is on the 26th, we'll have uh, I think a coffee and a chat, probably some cake, probably some snacks, a light lunch, uh, and uh, start assembling the quilt. So that is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the 26th of October 
at level one at Ross House, which is where the Hag office is. Um, uh, we are just about out of time, so I suppose it's time for me to give you that contact information that I promised you. Uh, if you want to check out our website uh, to find out more about HAG or some of those events that I mentioned or to register for them, the uh, website is oldattendance.org.au. Uh, you can also find us online at a plethora of social media sites. I can't keep track of which ones we're on now. Uh, hopefully not Twitter anymore because everyone... Uh, uh, you know why. Um, if you want to call us, uh, if you want to call us either to register or find out more about those events or to get involved in some of our uh, campaigning activities, uh, that sort of uh, general political type work, the best number to call us on is 96547389. That's 96547389. Uh, if you want to give us a call because you're an older Victorian, uh, either with a housing problem or just thinking about what your future is going to be, uh, the best number to call us on is 1300 765 178. That's 1300 765 178. Now, listeners, you wouldn't believe it, but I've timed this badly, and now I just need to talk for about another minute and 20 seconds. If only Fiona was here, uh, I've never missed my boss so much in my life. Uh, I don't really know what I can tell you. Fiona's going to be away for the next couple of shows. Uh, hopefully I'll drag in some other haggies to co-host with me so you don't have to listen to my voice so much and in particular so you don't have to listen to me hopelessly vamp for the last 60 seconds of the show. Uh, that will be a great time. Fiona's going on holiday. Well deserved. Not sure if she's had a break since before COVID. So uh, I hope she really enjoys her time away. Uh now, let me tell you about the song that we're going to hear. A while ago, we got some feedback on the show. I like pop music. I play a lot of, played a lot of pop music on the show. Uh, we got feedback that was uh, very positive about the show generally, but basically said, I don't know if uh, Beyonce needs any more uh, promotion than she's already getting. Uh, maybe not. Maybe 3CR is not the place for Beyonce. And we took that in stride. I've dubbed back the Beyonce. We mostly try to play... Uh, local artists, independent artists, things like that now. Um, and that also means that I haven't been refraining from playing possibly my favorite artist of modern times, Taylor Swift. Um, but this week, her Eras concert film comes out in cinemas. Uh, I'm so excited about Taylor Swift again. Uh, I had every intention of playing Taylor for you today. And what a treat that would have been. But when I got to the studio, I realized it was APRA week. I don't know exactly what APRA week is, but basically what I understand is it means that this is the week where whoever I play gets some royalties money somehow from it, uh, where normally they don't. I don't understand how any of this works. So, look, maybe there's an argument that Taylor Swift uh, would be okay to play, but Taylor Swift surely does not need any more royalties than she's already receiving. Uh, so... Instead, I'm going to play uh, one of my favorite local artists. Uh, this is going to be June Jones uh, with Motorcycle. Uh, I hope you enjoy, and I'll be back uh, second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Thanks for listening. I regain consciousness with your thighs round my waves. Thighs round my waves. 
I 